your holy name. Amen. He still reigns and He is still God. And we thank God today that we are here, that we can worship the Lord in spirit and truth and know that God is with us every step of the way. And uh, I want to thank the musicians and the singers and those behind the scenes that we may not see that does such a fantastic job here at this local church. And, uh, and I thank the Lord that you're here today. And I thank the Lord that you made the effort to be here today. You know, I've always said you could be anywhere else. We live, a, we live around a lot of streams in South Carolina. We can go to the mountains or we can go to the beach. We can actually go to a, a lake. And um, we all could have done that. We could all made decisions to go to Lake Murray, which is not far from this church. But you made a decision to come to church. And listen, I want you to know today, God finds honor when you honor him on the Sabbath day. And when you honor him, he says, this is rest. And it's for us to rest our hearts. It's for us to rest our minds to come in and to acknowledge Him. And I promise you, and you've heard me say this, I promise you your week will go so much better when you come and honor God because it's something about coming into the God's house. It's something about acknowledging Him and how He is so worthy. He's been so good to us. He's been so good to you. He has uh, blessed us physically, spiritually, financially, emotionally, mentally. You may say, well, Pastor, I don't have all the money that I'd like to have. No, a lot of us may not have all the money that we'd like to have. But listen, you've got food on your table. You've got shoes on your feet. You've got clothes on your body. You've got a roof over your head. We live like kings and queens in America because I've been to third world countries. And we, we live like kings and queens over here because... There are so many more other people in other countries has it so much rougher than you think you've got it rough here. You haven't seen nothing yet. Just go visit a third world country. Do some missionary work and you'll see exactly uh, what, I'm, what I'm saying uh, today. Um, I was, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to go into my, my sermon today, but I want to say this and let you know how, how, how blessed you are. I have a friend of mine that is a missionary in St. Kitts, uh, which is in the Leeward Islands of St. Christopher, they call, or Nevis, their islands. And he lived, and he's there today. He pastors a church, him and his wife. And he was born and raised there. His dad was a grave digger, and he dug graves with a shovel. And that was their income. But they lived in an eight-by-eight metal shack with a tin roof and had eight children in an eight-by-eight shack. And he took me on the island and showed me where his house was when he was a little boy. And when I began to look at that and realize how blessed that I was back in America, you never take what you've got for granted because there are others that are in much worse shape and in much worse situation than, than you are. And thank your God today how blessed you are and what you have today. Never take that for granted. I want to say today that I will end up my series today on the I Am series. And if you haven't been able to uh, 
uh, listen to it. Of course, it's on our website at www.bclexington.org, and you go into uh, the media area, and you can see sermons, and you can pick up what I've left off that you may have missed, but we're going to end out this week on the I Am series. And the title of my message today is um, I Am Alpha and Omega. And before I get into it, I want us to read Galatians 2 and 20. You thought I was going to skip that today. But no, we do that every Sunday morning. That is a religious thing that we do here at this church. And I have been doing that. This past May will make 25 years that I've pastored this church. And that has always been something that in my heart that I've always wanted to continue to say uh, as we do this together. So if you would stand with me across the building um, today and let's read Galatians 2 and 20. If you don't have it memorized, I promise you, stay with me long enough, you will memorize this scripture. If you don't remember, memorize anything else, you'll remember this here. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. You may be seated across the building. You'll always remember when this pastor retires, whenever that is, and I hope it's not anytime soon, uh, but if this pastor retires, you'll always know when I went to VFC, that pastor had us read Galatians 2 and 20. You'll never forget it. And of course, you'll never forget me because I always said Galatians 2 and 20. Let's look at this. I am uh, series sermon number 8. This is the last one. I am... Alpha and Omega, and we're going to look at this, what Jesus says. I am Alpha and Omega. We're going to look at these two words uh, today as we go into God's Word. We're going to go to the last book of the Bible, and I want you to go with me to the book of Revelation. Revelation, the first chapter, beginning with the eighth verse. This is the last book of the Bible, so it's going to be very easy for you to get to, and we're going to look at this a little bit. Revelation, the first chapter, beginning with the eighth verse and let's look at this those that have your androids uh, bible app your iphone uh, bible app tablet whatever you have today those that are watching this live my prayers are something i can say to you and your family to encourage you along the way as we get into god's word today and let's look at this revelation chapter 1 verse 8 let's look at this i am as we're talking about the i am series i am alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Let me read that again. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, saith the Lord, which is is which was and which is to come the almighty can i hear amen to god's word now as we go into this i want you to look at this scripture with me a little bit there is nothing missing with god there's nothing missing with his plan there's nothing missing with his purpose and what he's executed and what he has already done what he's going to do there's no missing anything in between 
Because as we look at this today from Genesis, which is the first book of the Bible, from the Old Testament, Genesis to Revelation, from the Old to the New, everything is being fulfilled every day and there has things that have already been fulfilled and when the word of God says that he is the beginning even before the foundations of this world before this world was created there was God before there was living creatures before there was uh, trees, grass uh, stars, planets, whatever it was, all of this, God still existed because He says, which is, which was, and which is to come. So there's nothing missing with God. So I want you to know today, God has planned, uh, has plans for your life. The Bible says that God knew you in your mother's womb before you begin to realize who you were. So I want you to know today, and that's hard for us to grasp, that's hard for us to understand, but can you imagine before you were born, before I was born, when we were in our mother's womb, God knew before the seed of conception had placed, God already knew, and God knew that you would be here right now, right here in this church, at this moment, at this very minute, at this very second he knows and he knew you'd be right here now that's mind-boggling but i want you to understand that that is why because the lord says which is which was and which is to come i want you to know today as we look at this on the i am series we see here too we see that there also was a call of moses in exodus 3 and 13 and moses said unto god in exodus 3 and 13 behold when i come into the children of israel and shall say unto them the god of your fathers hath sent me unto you and they shall say to me what is his name what shall i say unto them so we see a passage here right quick that I want you to look at as Moses, okay, is with the Lord and the Lord is telling Moses, go back, let my people know, that they've, let Pharaoh know that, that they've got to leave, they've got to go, to let my people go. And Moses is saying, what am I going to say, Lord? What, what do you want me to say to Pharaoh? What do you want me to say? He says, the Lord says, tell them that I am hath sent you. I want you to look at this. I am has sent you. God Almighty, before Abraham was I am, was God. We've learned about the eternal one even in simple terms. We've learned on the I Am series, we've learned about the bread. He is the bread. He is the light. He is the door. He is the good shepherd. Now He is the resurrection and the life as we saw last week the way, the truth and the life. He is the true vine and now we're at the very end of looking at Revelation. My first point today is this, the Alpha and Omega. 
the Alpha and the Omega. You may say, Pastor, what does that mean when I read that in the Scripture that He is the Alpha and Omega? Alpha is the first letter of the Greek alphabet. In English, it is the noun Alpha is used as a synonym for beginning. So when we see that He says, I am Alpha in Greek alphabet, that would be first. The beginning. He is the beginning. As I shared with you before the foundations, before the Bible, it was God Almighty. And then we see from Alpha, as we see the alphabet in the Greek alphabet of the letter, then we see Omega, which is the last letter of the Greek alphabet. Omega is often used to denote the last of the end or the ultimate limit of a set. So he is the beginning and he is the end. You say, well, what's happening in the middle? He's already in the middle, but He's letting you know that He who begins a good work in you is faithful to complete it to the very end. As God does a work in your life, He's still not, he's not stopping on working on you. We are under construction. God is working on you and me every day. We are not where we are needing to be because God sees greater in us and he's wanting us to become better every day and you cannot do that on your own you must have Jesus in your life to help you in the life that you're living today because if you do things on your own and tell God I don't need you I can handle it I'll call you when I need you I'm gonna be what I want to be say what I want to say go where I want to go do what I want to do then guess what we have nothing but destruction in our life because now we're not seeking counsel we're not seeking wisdom we're not seeking Jesus but we're seeking to our own selves isn't that the world which we live in right now that the world seeks its own that they will do what they want to do you can't tell me what to do I'm going to do what I want to do that's the world which we live and if we separate ourselves from the Lord Jesus Christ, and we do things on our own, our wisdom, our intellect, and our knowledge is going to get us in trouble because God sees much greater than your intellect. God sees much greater than your knowledge. God sees much greater than your ability because He's the one that gives us wisdom. He's the one that gives us knowledge. He's the one that gives us what we need every day in the life which we live. Listen, the complete one, He's the complete one. Everything we need is in Him. If we walk around without Him, we walk around with emptiness. We walk around with void. Have you ever met with somebody and somebody says, well, I just hope that, that uh, I'll do well tomorrow. I just I, 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 I think I'm going to do okay tomorrow. I, I think I'm going to be all right tomorrow. No, you need to know that you're going to be all right. And what you do is you say it's not about me knowing that I know that I'm going to be okay, but it's because through Jesus Christ, it is by God's grace and His mercy for the Lord's sake, for the Lord's hope that I will be able to do what I need to do tomorrow or go where I needed to go. It's acknowledging Jesus in everything we do and that we not subtract 
and we separate Jesus just on Sunday morning. Jesus is not a God that we serve just on Sunday morning. He's not just a God that we serve on a shelf and we pick Him off the shelf and say, we'll pick you up on Wednesday night, but I'll put you back on the shelf till Sunday. God is wanting a personal relationship with you day in and day out. Why? Why, Pastor? Because He wants to talk with you. He wants to share with you. You say, well, Pastor, how does God talk to you? He talks to you through the Word of God. He speaks through the Word of God. His Holy Spirit will speak to you day in and day out. Try it. Open up the Bible. You say, well, Pastor, I don't understand the Bible. I don't even know where to begin. I don't know what to do. Listen, even if you go to John's Gospel and you read John's Gospel, if you just take one, one Scripture at a time and just read over it, you may not understand it at the beginning, but the more you read it, the more you practice it, the more you do it, I promise you it gets better every day and God will show you things. God will tell you things. You say, well, pastor, how can he do it? You've got to try him. You've got to try him. Listen, you know, my dad always told me, he says, son, you can always lead a horse to the trough, but you could never make him eat. And that is the truth. You can lead an animal to the trough, but you never can make an animal eat because it's on their own. That's what God does. We are free moral agents. God gives us that freedom. He gives us that liberty. He didn't make Eve eat the, the, the forbidden fruit. He didn't make them do anything. He gave them a choice just like God is giving you and I a choice. We can serve Him or not serve Him. We can accept Him uh, and salvation or we can reject Him. He's not a God with a billy bat over our head trying to make us do something that we don't want to do because God has given us a choice. And there's a choice that you and I, we have to make before we leave this life. There's a choice that you and I have to live with for the rest of our life in what we do in the life which we live right now. You see, I'm reminded that Alpha and Omega is the first and the last letter of the alphabet. Christ says, I am the A and I am the Z. I am the beginning and I am the end. There's nothing missing. God knows exactly what He is doing. God knew exactly what He was doing when He sent His Son over 2,000 years ago, to pay the ultimate sacrifice that you and I may have salvation and that we may be set free. Did you know that? Because of the cross. That's why you and I can be set free. That's why we can have victory. That's why I can preach to you to, about victory and let you know there is victory in Jesus. If He had not died on the cross, He could have called 10,000 angels down off the cross to pull Him off the cross. But guess what? He did not. He stayed on the cross for you and I. Every desire and need can be expressed even in an alphabet. Great authors and their works can be described. All have used but the letter, uh, letters of the alphabet. We see it through drama. We see it through romance. We see it through history. We see it through dreams of the future, which could be more even expressive uh, than, than even the alphabet. The lover makes it it's the vehicle of love. The poet expresses the unforgettable thoughts even in a song through letters. 
but yet is your problem S-I-N? Is your problem F-E-A-R? Is your problem D-O-U-B-T? Meaning, is a problem of the sin? Is it a problem of fear? Is it a problem of doubt? You can literally spell it out day by day if you allow these things to grip your heart. But here's the key today. You can go to Jesus. You can go to the I Am because He has the answer that you are needing. He has the answer for us today. When mother doesn't have the answer, when daddy doesn't have the answer, when your best friend doesn't have the answer, I want you to know today Jesus has the answer because he is I am the second thing I want you to know today is this the beginning and the end the Apostle Paul writes in Colossians 3 and 11 he says where there is neither Greek nor Jew circumcision non-circumcision uh, uh, barbarian Scythian, bond nor free but Christ is all in all in other words God has come to save everybody which is lost God did not come and pick and choose who he would save he is to save everyone to save the world for God so loved John 3 16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believeth upon him should not perish but have everlasting life but then as it goes on in John 3 16 it goes on to 17 as well that he did not come to condemn the world but he came to this world to save this world so it's not about Him coming to condemn, but He's come to save you. He's come to bring you out of the miry clay. He's, he is now bringing you out of a situation, of a circumstance, of what you may be living in, what you may be dealing with. To bring you out is to set you free, to deliver you so that you will have victory day by day. Yes, there'll be valleys that we'll go through. There'll be things that we'll go through, but it was never for us, never designed for us to stay down God says I am that I am and there is victory on top of victory and when people says that you can't make it you can't do this you can't you look at them and say but my God my deliverer my Jesus will because he is who he says he is and I serve him listen I want you to know the creator as He is the Creator, He is also the Judge. Our Lord is the great beginner, and He is the finisher. He who begins a good work in you is faithful to complete it to the very uh, end. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the author and the finisher of your faith. He begins in you. He ends with you. He's not leaving you in limbo. He's not leaving you on a limb. He's not leading you to drop for you to fail. He's not causing you to do something and just, just lets you go. He loves you so much. You say, Pastor, how does He love me so much? I'm so bad. I'm so wicked. I'm so this. How can He love me? He loves you so much because He sent His Son on the cross over 2,000 years ago. He bled and died for us 
All sin, all iniquity was placed on the cross. Therefore, you can have victory. And He went through death, hell, and the grave. He arose on the third day. He's seated with the right hand of the Father. And that is proof to know that through all of this, we have victory in Christ Jesus. Give God praise in the house today. Hallelujah. It is never in the world which we live right now. It is never to hang your head Tom Dooley. If you ever heard that old saying, hanging your head Tom Dooley, it is not for you to hang your head down. It's for you to hang, to pull your head up and give the world a smile and tell them that you know who your God is. Everybody else lets them know, lets you know who they are and what they do. Well, let them know that you love Jesus. Let them know that you serve God. Let them know that you know who's in charge. And it's not you, but it's Jesus Christ. And He's in charge because He has the last say-so. Listen, He's the one that gives life and He is the one that takes life. And Jesus goes on, on, on further, and that's how I know without a shadow of a doubt. He says, I lay my life down. He laid his life down. He says, I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it back up. Because that's the Jesus that we serve. He's just not a fake God. He's not a God that sits on a shelf. But He is a God that was willing to let His body be crucified. He was willing and He allowed His body to go through it. But He was the God that took it back up. Folks, that's powerful. I want you to understand this. We serve a great mighty God. Listen, Genesis 2 and 1. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all of the host of them bringing order out of chaos, creating the plants, creating the animals, creating Adam and Eve. This is the beginning, the redemption of it being finished. John's Gospel 19 and 30, and I'm getting to my closing here. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, He said it is finished on the cross. And He bowed His head and gave up the ghost. They had to give Him one more gouge to give Him that vinegar. To put that gall in his mouth, just one more gouge. Had to do one more thing. But he told his heavenly Father while he was on the cross, he said, it's finished, God. It's finished, Father. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Listen, the prophecies of the coming Redeemer, the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem, the ministry of Jesus, the death and the resurrection of Jesus was planned by God the Father. It's all planned by God the Father way before we even were ever thought of. Listen, some finishing awakes His return because we know He's going to return. He's going to come back. He also finished His work in our lives. Philippians 1 and 6, being confident of this very thing, the Apostle Paul writes, that He which hath begun, remember you heard me say this, that He which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Hebrews 12 and 2, Look unto your Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, for who with the joy that was set before Him endureth the cross, look, despised the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. See, He went through death, hell, and the grave for you and for me. Salvation is just the beginning of what God has given to us through His Son, Jesus Christ. He is now 
thought with us and has now has thought with us and he is still with us. Ephesians 2 and 10, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. You have been created to worship God. Why? Because you are his workmanship. He's doing a work in our hearts and our lives. Three, my last point, the one who is to come. The one who is to come. Which is and which was and which is to come. The one who died and rose again. He will come again. Folks, that is a fact. He will come again. I was just talking to some people this morning in church. And we were talking about the coming of the Lord. The Bible says that he will come as a thief in the night. You will not know when he's coming. Not even the angels in heaven know when Jesus is coming back. For he'll come as a thief in the night. 1 Thessalonians 4 and 3. Boy, this will open your eyes and let you look at what's going to happen here. Brethren, as Apostle Paul says, Brethren, but I would not have you to be ignorant concerning them which are asleep that you saw or not. We've got family and friends and loved ones that have gone on. Look at this. Look at this. That they're asleep. They're not dead. They're asleep. We look at in this life that they're dead, but they're asleep. Look at this. Which are asleep. They're asleep. That you saw or not, even as others which have no hope. There are some that are going in the grave that don't have no hope. But those that serve the Lord and accepted Jesus Christ in their heart and life, they have hope. And they are asleep in Christ. They didn't die a death because the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. You just transfer from this life into another life when you're in Christ Jesus. We had a wonderful man of God that was in a wheelchair for a long time. His name was John Kaiser. He was here religiously every Sunday morning in a wheelchair. He sat in front of the, the pews. He listened to the Bible. He listened to me preach. He had his Bible in his hand. It got some, to the point where he couldn't hardly even lift his head up. And he had his head down, but he listened to me the whole time. And I talked with him about accepting Jesus Christ into his heart and life. He accepted Jesus Christ into his heart and life before he died. And I talked with him about the Lord. But he came and he was determined that whatever it took for him to be in church, he was going to be here at church. Now he is asleep with Jesus. Now he has living hope to know that he is going to come out of that ground because this is what the Bible says. He says, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which are asleep in Jesus will go bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are also alive and remain in the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep because they're going to come out of the ground if they know Jesus Christ. They're going to come out of the ground first. And if we're still standing, we've got to wait till the graves burst forth for us to follow after it because this is what the Bible says. For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ 
shall rise first. I Remember, I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the beginning and I am at the end. This will be at the end of Revelation that we're saying when He comes back that the graves will burst forth. The living believers will be caught up in 1 Thessalonians 4 and 17. Then we which are alive and remain and we don't go in the ground shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Period. This will be Alpha is the beginning Omega is the end. Omega will be established. The end will be established. He is the beginning of the Garden of Eden, he will be the end of the rapture. Listen, unbelievers that don't know the Lord Jesus Christ will be left for the tribulation. The question today is this, are you looking for the one who is to come? Make yourself, make yourself right, make yourself ready. Know that the coming of the Lord is at hand. Are you looking for the one who is to come? Listen, we've been learning about a loving, all-sufficient Savior. The question is, do you know Him as your own? Listen, you can read about Jesus. You can talk about Jesus. The pastor can tell you about Jesus. Your friends can tell you about Jesus. Your mom and daddy can tell you about Jesus. But be you telling me and me listening, but I've got to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I've got to ask Him into my heart and life because I can't go on dad's religion. I can't go on mom's religion. I can't go on somebody else's friend's religion. I can't go on... But you say well pastor look at all the good things I've done you can do all the good things in the world but if you don't have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ you will not make it into heaven period because Jesus clearly lets us know in John's gospel 14 and 6 I am the way the truth and the life no man comes unto the Father except by me. We have to make sure that we've accepted Jesus. Should He return or should He call us home? Because we're going to spend somewhere in eternity. You say, well, Pastor, that's just some hard words. Listen, listen, if I didn't love you, if I didn't love you, I wouldn't tell you all about this. But I love you because I don't want you to miss heaven for the world. I don't want you to miss out because somewhere your soul is going somewhere. That is one thing that your soul will never die. It will never die. Once you are born, that soul lives and it's going to live somewhere. It's going to go somewhere. And folks, I don't know about you, but I want my soul to be in heaven. I don't want my soul to be in hell. I want to be in a place where I can go see others that's already there. I want to see them. I want to meet them. The Bible says we will know them as they're known. One day you will see others in heaven that you will recognize, that you will know. I want to meet them again. I want to see them again. I don't want to be separated from them. Listen, come to Him in faith. Come to Him and find Him. Why? Because He's all that you need.
He's all that you need. Listen, there's a lot of hard things that you and I will continue to deal with in this life which we live. There's some ups and downs. There's some hard knocks. There's some things that may be coming our way that we don't even realize that we don't even know. It hadn't even hit us. Because you may say, well, Pastor, I'm doing fine. Everything's fine. I, I, I'm doing great. You know, I, I'm doing fine. Listen, you never know. Let me go a step further. You never know what, when an accident is going to take place in your life. You never know. Because if you knew, you'd walk around scared to death that you're about to, you're about to do something you shouldn't do. We would, walk around, we would walk around on pins and needles because we knew there was an accident about to come, but we don't know what it is. But listen, we don't know. Your life, I want you to understand how precious your life is. Your life can be changed in a split second. And it will rock your world. And it can be at the point that it rocks your world forever. And you thought you had the cow by the tail. You thought you had everything set aside. You thought you had this, you had that, I've got this, I've got that. And one thing can happen in your life and change your life forever. That's why I want you to understand today, don't take your life for granted. Don't take your life for granted. Thank God for everything that you've ever, have ever had and what you have today and acknowledge God Folks, it's sad today. We live in a society that doesn't acknowledge God because they don't know God. But we must understand that we must know Him and make Him known and accept Him and say, Lord, I thank You. I thank You, Lord, for what You've already done and what You're going to, can do, you're going to continue to do. I thank You, Lord. And I promise you, Your day will go better. I didn't say it'd be peaches and cream. I didn't say you'd walk around on cloud nine. Because Jesus says, they hated me, they'll hate you. The things I went through, you're going to go through them too. If Jesus went through it, we're going to go through it too. But guess what? We don't do it alone. We don't do it by ourselves. We do it in Christ Jesus. That's your strength. That's what lies. is His strength. His strength. His strength is made perfect in our weaknesses. And now we can lean on Him. He's Abba, Father. He's Daddy. We call upon Him as Daddy. Stand with me across the building today.